To learn more about these interviews or to buy the book, please go to storiesofelders.com. Welcome to the Stories of Elders podcast. This podcast serves as both introduction and connection to the elders that I, Veronica Kieran, interviewed while I drove 12,000 miles across America. On that journey, I interviewed 100 of our oldest living citizens in order to truly understand how technology has changed things over the past century and to write the book called Stories of Elders, What the Greatest Generation Knows About Technology That You Don't. Douglas Gale used to own a shop in the middle of Michigan. He was an integral part of his community and was very used to watching the parades on 4th of July from downtown. He shared how he feels patriotism has shifted for the country, how he feels that community is shifting in the country. And he also has a very interesting lens into technology because for the longest time, him and his wife had a cottage with no indoor plumbing. Even on the coldest days, they would go to the bathroom outside. Here's Douglas sharing his story. My child was very carefree, had uh, three older brothers. We played a lot of sports together. None of us became superstars. NBA didn't call us up. National Football League never contacted us. But we had a lot of fun amongst ourselves and the neighborhood kids. Probably enjoyed swimming as much as anything. We had a, a little pond there in Hart that we swam in. And then uh, my folks had a cottage at Stony Lake for a while. And uh, we'd go out there and stay a while. And we'd swim in Stony Lake. And then we'd uh, walk over from Stony Lake to Lake Michigan and swim over there. So I love to swim. Well, after I got home from the service, I tried uh, working with my dad in the insurance business, and I didn't like that. I went out with a couple of different fellows that came from the company, calling on different farmers and stuff, and just listening to them talk about their problems and stuff. It didn't sound like fun to me. My oldest brother uh, knew a fella here in Grand Rapids who had a, a school to teach young people how to repair watches. So I went to school and became a watchmaker. I got had gotten married in the meantime and lived there with my wife, Thelma. And then we went to uh, Big Rapids. We rented a, a cottage on Muskegon River. And <coughs> you talk about cold. We had an uh, outside toilet. And it was cold in that outside toilet in the winter. That was one of the coldest winters in a long time. One of my brothers that was running the grocery store that became from a little grocery store uh, be, had become a supermarket. And he was not well and it was in the hospital. And Dad said, uh, why don't you come and get involved with that so we'll close up the furniture store. So you do what you can to please your parents. So that's what I did. I uh, closed up the furniture store and uh, went to work at the supermarket. I didn't mind working in the little grocery store with the gas pumps out in front when he first bought it. 
And uh, but the supermarket business was not my cup of tea. I didn't really enjoy that. Well, the fellow that I worked for in the jewelry business had sold to another guy, and he had closed and moved south of Detroit. He'd moved down there, and that's where he lived when he died. And so he had pretty well run the store down in Hart. It had moved from a pretty good prime location on Main Street to around the corner to a side street. That's where it was when we bought it, and that's where it was when Kennedy got shot. I remember this, 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 somebody brought us a story that Kennedy had just been shot, and we'd never had a president shot in our lifetime, and nobody came into the store from that day on the rest of the day. The, the whole town... Like the whole country was in total shock. Patriotism isn't in this country anymore. With that age, with, with young people, like it was when I was growing up, we were on scrap drives of anything you can think of to help the war deal. We loaded empty lots with junk cars. We'd go out into a farmer's yard you got any old scrap metal that we can take in for scrap for the war effort? And I said, well, I got an old uh, manure spreader out in the back of the barn that doesn't run anymore. You can have that. So we'd hook up, find a tractor, pull it to town, put it behind the post office. We filled that lot behind the post office, I think, at least three times, and it was probably a half a block vacant area. We just loaded it with all kinds of scrap metal. And people saved uh, uh, newspapers. They bundled them all up, and they all went into scrap to help the war. But the young people even went around, and and uh, believe it or not, they said this was to make parachutes. The uh, white inside of a milkweed, when it'll open up, the, the stuff inside is picked like cotton was. And they saved that, and that's that was, I don't think that was just busy work to keep young people busy. I think they actually use that material for make parachutes. You couldn't get a, kids to do that today, I don't think. They wouldn't lay their computer down long enough to do it. If they were out picking this milkweed stuff, they'd have to be talking to their buddy across town for the next rollover. They couldn't talk to them from here to there. They'd have to talk to them on their uh, little computer things. I think it's affected our society by making things um, too easy. I think like my wife has already said that they've, they've cut God out of everything in the schools and the uh, kids can't talk to one another and they're, they're not learning to write cursive anymore. That's what I had on the side of my truck in the furniture business was that kind of print on the side of my truck door and kids wouldn't be able to read that today. If it's not block print, they can't read it. I think it's bringing them up kind of ignorant in a lot of areas. I think we've gained the ability to be too smart for our own good. They've just gone crazy with all this stuff. I don't think it's good. We've lost uh, the ability to figure things out for themselves. If it's not written right down, you do this, this, and this, uh, you're out of it. And that's not good. Yeah, I guess the big thing I would like to add is God has been cut out of so many things in life that uh, 
He needs to get back in it. As always, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. For more information on the book, Stories of Elders, please go to storiesofelders.com.